0: Father, we just thank you once again this morning, Father, for yet another day in our lives, another day in the land of the living. Father, fresh are your mercies, new every morning, only because your mercies endure forever. There is life only in you. There is enduring joy and pleasure and happiness and peace, and everything that our soul craves and and longs for only in you, for in you and you alone is life. And when anything is not in your presence, O Lord, there is no life in it. Father, this morning, we want to take part of that life once again from your word. For your word says that your words are spirit and life. And therefore, I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord, even as we meditate upon your word, speak your life into us, even as we receive your word by faith. To that end, I pray that you would anoint us, even in the hearing and the speaking of this word. For in Jesus' name, Amen. Alrighty, so, we are learning from the patriarchs, we are learning from the life of Joseph and Abraham, Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and we are also learning from all the other patriarchs as well, Moses and and um, and all these um, people who have been given to us as examples in the new covenant. But with all that, we may still might uh, remain as unbelievers. I want you to turn to a particular verse in the Bible which will warn us. Turn with me to uh, Romans chapter 9, if you will, to Romans chapter 9, verse 3 to 5. Romans chapter 9, verses 3 to 5. We are learning from the patriarchs and I want you to look at some interesting detail which is given over here. Now for I could wish, this is Paul imploring, I mean he's, 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 he's unburdening his heart because his own kins, kinsmen, uh, are not, have not accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior. For, for I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ. Anathema, he says, for my, for my brother, my countrymen, according to the flesh. And then he gives them some, he gives some interesting detail as to what Their privileges were, okay, the privilege of Israel, okay, who are Israelites, okay, amazing, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, we can meditate upon each of these aspects, we did it in our Romans Bible study sometime back, the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God and the promises, Of whom are the patriarchs or the fathers, you see? Okay. And from whom according to the flesh, finally Christ came, who is overall the eternal blessed God. Amen. But you know what? They did not accept God. All these privileges were given to the Jewish people. It says in Romans chapter 3 that to them were given the oracles of God and all these other privileges and blessings that were afforded to them. And finally, they did not know the time of His coming, or rather, if they knew the time of His coming, they have never even uh, expected Jesus to come. There was no expectancy in their lives, and they missed the first coming of the Messiah. And it, that danger is also for the church. We now also have the patriarchs and the and the promises and the covenants and the glory and the and everything, and we also have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We do accept Jesus as as God, the Christ as God. He came according to the flesh and now we know that he is God forever. He is the eternal blessed God forever seated at the right hand of the Father. And all these privileges have been given to us. And we could also, if we are not careful, verse 6 will say, but it is not that the word of God has taken no effect. The word of God did not have effect in their lives. And that word also may not have effect in our lives, therefore, we have to be careful okay we have to be very very careful okay stop there okay that's that 's just a a warning before we um uh, go to today's word. So we are learning from the patriarchs. We are learning from all the uh, the people in the old covenant. We are studying doctrine, and we are understanding how doctrine plays out in the life of the old covenant believers. Because we know, uh, as we've heard before, that the old covenant is the the old testament is the new testament concealed, and the new testament is the old testament revealed. So there's a revelation of the new covenant. In the life of the patriarchs, and if, if, even as we study their um, their history, we draw out uh, as to how we live out mm, the life that is uh, demanded of uh, is uh, as new covenant believers okay so uh, turn with me, therefore, first to First Corinthians chapter ten verse six onwards. We know this very well, but um, uh, we'll just look at this okay before we need to understand okay. Um, these spiritual truths. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust, okay, after evil things as they lusted. Second, he says that we should not become idolaters as some of them did. As it is written that people uh, sat down to eat and drink and rose out to play. They sat down to eat and drink and they rose out to play. And that play is a total play, different play altogether. We don't want to go into the details. Okay, it's revelry in some of the translations. And then verse 8, we should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. And we know this very well. This is essentially talking about uh, the, uh, the the Midianite woman who came and tempted the Israelites in Numbers chapter 25. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and who are destroyed by the destroyer. This is when, when did this happen? In Numbers chapter 21, if you will turn there. Numbers chapter 21. If you turn there, please. Uh, and you will find a very interesting verse, I forgot to write the verse, Numbers chapter 21, excuse me, let me just find it out for you very quickly, uh, where people get discouraged it says, uh, verse 4 and 5. Yeah? So verse 4 and 5. What does it say? And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around Edom, the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged. Other translations will use the word impatient on the way. And the people started grumbling against Moses. That is when they are bitten by serpents. Okay, They became impatient. Okay, It's such a Discouraged. All right, keep that in mind, and let's go back to Numbers chapter. Sorry, First uh, Corinthians chapter ten and verse ten. And do not grumble, or let us not, uh, uh, as some of the. Okay, yeah, and let us. Let, and verse nine. And let us not tempt Christ, as some uh, some of them did, and they were tempted, destroyed by the disto- by the serpents. Nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyed, What did they complain? They complained against the leadership. Okay, yesterday that we looked at yesterday, they complained against uh, Moses and Aaron, Korah, Dathan and Abiram, and then we know that the earth opens up, and then after, even after they see hell opening up right in front of their eyes, the reality of hell was not given to anybody, except the old, old covenant uh, believers, and they saw their own people being consumed uh, by hellfire, and still they don't learn their lesson they still grumble and complain against moses and there's a plague which comes and aaron makes atonement for them and, dist- uh, and, and they are and then they they stop the destruction that is going on over here so all these lessons we have to learn okay that is the reason why we study the scriptures and whenever paul is writing scriptures what is he alluding to He's alluding to the old covenant, okay? Therefore, I want you to look at a very interesting verse. We, uh, if you can uh, read it in the ESV, it'll be great. Romans chapter 15, verse 3 to 7. Very interesting construction of, uh, of, uh, uh, of uh, verses. Fifteen. Romans chapter 15, verse 3 to 7. Look at what it says. For Christ did not please himself. But as it has written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. So this is the quintessence of Christian life—not to please ourselves. That is exactly what we've been uh, we've been exhorted to in all our teaching sessions over the past several several days. Is that do not carrying a cross is essentially where your will and God's will cross, and you allow. Your, your, will to die, and then you allow the will of God to live through your life. Therefore, Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproach of those who reproached you fell on me. And verse four, look at what it says. Beautiful verses. For whatever was, was written in former days was written for what? For our instruction. And through, and that through the endurance and through the encouragement of the scripture. So, What we get from studying the scriptures, I mean, I'm talking about just not studying intellectually, going through this entire session by session, literally, this is Bible college, isn't it? Have you ever been to class like this? When was the last time you've been to class like this? University. Even in university, the professor doesn't teach every day. He he only teaches three or four times in a week. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about uh, professional... Colleges, um, maybe, maybe degree colleges and other colleges. I'm mean, sorry, uh, intermediate colleges. The professor has to teach every day. But generally, if you come to I D and all, we have classes. I have classes, let's say, on Monday, Thursday, and and Saturday, three alternate days. I don't have class every day, okay? And I have class for maybe four hours in a day. That's all. Two, two hours in a day, so six hours of classes in a week. But here we have what? Four hours a day. <laughs> this is this is unbelievable. And what we've been taught here is, is, I mean, at least the, the endeavor is that through the endurance and the encouragement that scriptures provide, we may have what? Hope. So through the endurance and the scripture uh, and the encouragement, the scriptures provide, what should we have? We should have hope. How do we get that hope is written in the next verse. Look at the next verse, verse 5. It says, may the What? God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. Beautiful, isn't it? God of endurance and God of encouragement will grant you, grant you. See, if you look at the entire Old, New Testament, there are several, it says God of peace. God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. The God of peace will completely sanctify your soul, body, spirit, and uh, and uh, and and soul, uh, and keep it preserve it blameless until the day of appearing of Jesus Christ. And He who has called you is faithful, and He will also perform it. Hmm? The God of peace will soon crush Satan. The God of all comfort, the God of glory, appeared to our father Abraham. And the are of the Chaldeans. So there are several what do you say attributes of God which are talked about in scripture, especially in the New Testament. And here a particular attribute of God is being uh, mentioned and discussed. It is what we call as the God of endurance and the God of encouragement. What should He give us? He has to grant us to live in such harmony with oh, yeah, to live in harmony with one another, we need endurance and encouragement. See, encouragement has got two parts. First thing, oh, you? this is what happened to you. was oh, so sad. But okay, now, cheer up. Both parts, both parts. There is a, what we call as a mourning with those who mourn. kind. Okay? And then saying, okay, fine, don't give up. That is what we call as comfort. Comfort meaning come alongside and fortify. And by the way, I was just listening to the man of God in the morning. It's easy to mourn with those who mourn. But it also says, rejoice with those who rejoice. That's interesting, isn't it? I was just wondering which is difficult. To rejoice with those who rejoice or to mourn with those who mourn? Oh yeah? Oh, you got a good car, huh? Uh, Dr. Richard, fantastic. I'm so happy for you. Really? Really? Oh, you got a promotion? Oh, 25,000 hike in your salary. A new job? 1.5 lakh rupees per month. I'm so happy for you. Really? Let's make a party. Is it, which is more (laughs) easy to mourn with those who mourn? Oh yeah, I know. I know it's poor you. I can understand what you're going through. I also go you know, through a week. You know you went through this problem. I also went this problem. We are all in the same body. You feel so comforted, but somebody succeeds spiritually. Somebody's being used of God mightily. Somebody gets uh a a a a kind of a promotion or whatever it is a blessing, and he's happy. Is it easy for you to rejoice with those who rejoice? Is something which we need to. So, that is the reason why we need what? Uh, The God of endurance and encouragement so that we can live with such harmony with one another. How is that harmony, Baba? In accord. It's just not harmony. But it has that harmony with, has to accord with Jesus Christ. You see, there are so many musical terms which are mentioned over here. Harmony, accordion. Okay. So these are all see because people who are who sing a song, they know who's going off. Okay, they he's not singing in harmony, he's out of tune, he's not. There is an accordance and there is an harmony. Both have to come together, and for that we need to know the God of endurance and encouragement. We still need to endure what the like the such like Pastor was saying, no, the he endured such hostility of sinners. And you are not talking about just sinners outside. The world, the church is full of sinners, including me. You have to endure me. And uh, likewise, vice versa. Now, who is enduring the other person more is only God knows. You cannot say, I am enduring you more. You better endure little of me. No, you can't say that. (laughs) Okay. That together you may, with one voice. You see that? You, You may know the God of Encouragement. You may the, know the God of endurance to grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that you may with one voice glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For that we should know the scriptures. Uh-uh, we need to know the scriptures. So yes, we need to know the God of, of endurance and encouragement. And for that we need to study the scriptures so that we can understand what it is to be, what, who is this God of encouragement and endurance. You understand this? Okay, very good. Very nice. Simple? Saral hai? Jada dikkat ni hai na? Ari, Hindi hai. Ha, hai baat. <laughs> okay, so first, so this, this is important for us to, for, for us to understand, my dear brothers. This is so, so, so crucial. If we are not studying the scriptures with this um, mindset and aim, and it's just gonna be another intellectual exercise, we'll be have a, we'll have a huge head and no burning heart. And what we need is a burning heart and a humble head. Okay? Amen. Let's move on. Therefore, the so second reason why we study the scriptures, I want you to look at uh, this a uh, very important uh, thing, which I was uh, studying and was listening to some, so many people. And I just wanted to want you to uh, uh, observe this. This is in, in, in relationship with yesterday's message only. If you turn with, uh, with me to Matthew chapter 22, and let's read verse 23 onwards first. And I'll just give you a a, a, a background. And the same day, the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to him. And asked him. Okay, so these people don't believe in resurrection. They believe in extension. Decay. Uske kuch nahi hai. And so they come and put one parable and one riddle to Jesus. And they think that they are very smart and etc. etc. Then of course Jesus answers. Now look at the way Jesus answers. This is really really powerful. This is verse number 29 onwards. Okay. Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken. You know the word word mistaken. KJV will use the word what does it use? Err. Another translations. You are deceived. <laughs> Another translations. You are going astray. Why are you going astray? You do not know the scriptures nor the power of God. You see, you need to know both. You need to know the scriptures and you need to know the power of God because the word of God has got the power to work in those who believe so you need the word of God and you need the power of God so you cannot graduate I mean you cannot just major in just the scriptures and not have any power at all so because there's so many people especially I'm talking about big 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 people who are big big ministries who are big big, uh, what do you say, organizations who have studied and wrote Bible commentaries after Bible commentaries after Bible commentary, commentary, and what do you say, uh, uh, this is what, it's like, you know, you uh, rebuttal after rebuttal against every kind of a false doctrine, so to speak, they are so solid in the scriptures, they are like, Maybe they think that they are like Apollos, mighty in the scriptures. A man mighty in the scriptures. It says in uh, according to I mean in Acts chapter fourteen or fifteen, a man mighty in the scriptures. They think because they are mighty in the scriptures, but they never ever talk about the power of God. Okay, all they have is what scripture ministry, the word, the word, the word, the word. I'm not saying we should not do that. We need what. The Scriptures, and we need the power of god, so when they when you ask them about uh, anything about the power power of God, they do not have much to say. you know why? because it is an experiential understanding of God. okay there is a scripture side and there is a power side, and there are other people unfortunately who actually feed feed these guys a lot of uh, stuff, their bread and their fodder is the power side power side people have no scriptures at all. You ask them to speak for 10 minutes, they will not be able to speak anything from the word, and after in the 10 minutes, they will have 2,500 mistakes. And, and then nicely, the scriptures people, they feed on the power side. So you have the power side ministry, a scripture side ministry, you know what God says, we need both. The, we have to have, otherwise we will, what? Get deceived. Now think about it, no? Just tell, go and tell any guy who's mighty, I mean, who think that they are mighty in scriptures, you are deceived. How offended he'll become? Do you know what I studied, how I studied, how many books I wrote on false doctrine, etc., etc., etc.? But God says, you are deceived. You know why? Because you do not know the scriptures, nor the power of God. You need to know both. And he says, for in the resurrection, that they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels, etc. So you need to really experience the resurrection power of God. What do we need? We need to understand the scriptures and we need to also ask God for power. That is the reason why Jesus taught them the scriptures, especially it says in Luke's gospel chapter 24. He opened up the scriptures from Psalms and Moses and the prophets and explained to them all the scriptures concerning himself. He also breathed on them the Holy Spirit and said what? Be born again. But he said, you know what? Wait until you receive power. You see, we need both. Okay, so we cannot do otherwise, you know what, either it will be a thing of the flesh or it will be the thing of the intellect and not the thing of the spirit. Okay, so just leave you with that. That is the reason why we're studying the scriptures. First, we need the encouragement and endurance of scriptures so that we'll know the God of encouragement and endurance. And we also will know the scriptures and we also understand the power of God so that we will not make mistakes. We will not go astray, that we will not go deceived. Okay, we'll not be deceived. All these things are important, okay. So we studied it and study, and therefore you know what, you need to seek the, seek for the power. We need to seek for the understanding of the scriptures, we need to be studying good students of the word of God and we need to seek the power of God to live that godly life. You think it's possible to live any life in your own strength? Forget it. To live the life of Christ, what is it? Impossible, not hard, difficult. A lot of people say, it is very difficult to live like this. You still haven't. Come to the knowledge of the truth. It is not difficult, it is impossible. <laughs> you will despair as long as you think it is difficult. You will be, you will be successful when you think it is impossible. That is when the power of God will flow through you. Amen. So, anything for that matter, anything, any ministry that we do in the church, it could be preaching ministry, it could be any other ministry. That's the reason why those who speak, let them speak as the oracles of God. And those who minister, let them minister in the strength that God supplies, so that in all things, God may be glorified, you see? Okay, so so this is why we study the scripture. So we are looking at our patriarchs. We are learning from the patriarchs, from the lives of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph, and also a great nation, the children of Israel, especially in the desert. Because they were called something, specially In the book of Acts, what were they called? The ecclesia in the desert. That means they are a church. So if you are, if you are the church, you have to learn from the church in the wilderness. There's, there's a so, that is the reason why so many allusions to the wanderings of the people of Israel in the desert are what, are what we are being inspired to study so that we'll understand the workings of God in the church. Because with those kinds of problems that they struggled in the wilderness, so we, the same kind of problems we will also be struggling in the church. Therefore, we learn from the patriarchs and we learn from the ecclesia, the church of God in the wilderness. Both we study. Then again, and the second thing we are also, also looking at is we are looking at actually in a, in, a, in great detail, if you if you will, from uh, the book of Genesis. Right? Why I, I, I was thinking, I was thinking about this. If we understand the book of the beginnings then we can have a more thorough understanding of the rest of the scriptures. Because the just shall live by faith, right? That is fine, that is in Habakkuk. But, Abraham believed in God and it was counted for righteousness, is what it says. Can you, turn, can you turn with me to Romans chapter 4, and let's read from the last three verses, if you will. The last three verses of Romans chapter 4. Now it was, impi- now uh, oh, so verse 22. No, it was one words. Okay. Now, therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Who is this, Baba? Abraham. Now it is. It was written not for his sake alone. You see that, everybody? That it was imputed to him. But also for us, it shall be imputed who believe in Him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, and who was delivered up for our offenses, and was raised against, again for our justification. So this, this is this is exactly how Abraham believed. He believed in the resurrection power of God. Okay, he he believed in the God who gives life to the dead. That's what it says in Romans chapter four, and who will call those things. That are not as though they are. That is exactly what he believed in. God made Abraham come to a point in his life. Where he had no other option. But for the resurrection of power. To flow through him and through his wife Sarah. So that he can conceive the seed. Which was finally going to be resurrected. Which is Isaac. In seed form of course. Which is Jesus in in, in seed form in Isaac. Yeah. So. So that is the reason why we are studying the book of Genesis, so that we will have a more thorough understanding of the rest of the scriptures. Okay, That is the premise which I want you to um, uh, to, to, have today, this morning. So we will continue our study in the life of Isaac. The last time we looked at, we had an interlude in Resurrection Sunday, and we will continue from where we stopped. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 25. sorry yeah and let's read from verse 13 onwards oh, sorry not 13 verse uh, 10 onwards verse 10 onwards Genesis chapter 25 verse 10 onwards 25 25 yeah thank you the field which abraham purchased from the sons of heth there was abraham buried and his and sarah his wife was also buried and it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac and Isaac dwelt at Beer Lahai Rui. Okay. Now this word blessed is a very unique word which comes from the Hebrew word barach. Okay. It's not, uh, asher. Asher is happy. This is blessed. Okay. Asher is a state of being. This is, this is something which is God has you know, it says, you no, know, the, whoever is uh, higher blesses the younger. That is a kind of a, uh, kind of a transaction. It's something, it's something of God which has been, which has been transacted to us. Okay. Spiritually. Fine, we'll study that later on maybe. If, if ever God gives us an opportunity. The Isaac, and Isaac dwelt at Beer Lahai Roe. And then go on. Now this is the genealogy of who? Ishmael, look at this guy, okay. This is the genealogy of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar, the Egyptian Sarah's maid servant, bore to Abraham. These were the names of the sons of Ishmael, by their names, according to their generation. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nabayoth, Kedar, Abdil, Adbil. Uh, so these all sound very Muslimish, okay, but that's okay. Uh, Adbil, and and who's the uh, next guy after Adbil? Adbil, go to goes verse 13, go verse 13. Hmm? Okay, so let yeah. uh yeah. Adbil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa. Okay, Hadar, Tema, Yathur, Nafish, and Kadema. And these were the sons of Ishmael. And these were the names by the towns and the settlements. Twelve princes according to their nations. Boy, this guy was fruitful. <laughs> he was <laughs> absolutely fertile. Okay, the next verse. These were the years of the life of Ishmael and 130 years. And he breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people. Nothing is said about him. God has got nothing to, do to say much about the flesh. He wants to end it ASAP. So he ended it. Okay. He ended the history of the flesh ASAP. Okay. They dwelt from Havilah as far as Shur, uh, which is east of Egypt, as you go towards Assyria. He died in the presence of his brethren. He doesn't say he died in the presence of the Lord. Okay. He died in the presence of his brothers. This is the genealogy of Isaac. Now, genealogy of Abraham, Baba, that guy is fertile, but but, but 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 he's conceiving and having children left, right, and center. Okay. The genealogy of Isaac. Abraham's son, Abraham begot Isaac kashtabadi. <laughs> you see, yeah. the, the begetting of Isaac itself was a miracle. It did, it was not easy at all. Oh, so much of prayasam to get Isaac. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Isaac would So, so much of struggle in the flesh, not in the spirit. So many errors and mistakes and boy, it's miss before Isaac is born. What a lesson for all of us to birth something which is of God. Boy, there has to be a killing of the flesh at every stage. Okay, fine. Finally, Isaac, Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as his wife the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, and the sister of Laban, the Syrian. And then what happened? Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. I mean, that Ishmael is having sons and daughters left, hand and center. You will have 12 sons, God said. He had 12 sons, patak. No problem at all. God promised the true Isaac that his seed shall be called. Isaac heard the voice of the angel, right? Did he not hear the voice of the angel in Genesis chapter 22 when he was there on the altar almost about to be killed and he was 30 years old and he was not deaf? Maybe Abraham only closed his eyes, but definitely not his ears. Okay. Now it says in Genesis chapter 22 verse 15. Look at what it says in Genesis chapter 22 verse 15. This is exactly what the angel of the Lord told Abraham. I'm sure Isaac was even private to this for sure. Angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, My myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Okay, and then, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply. Your descendants as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of its enemies. And in your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. And what is happening over here? Madam Rebecca is barren. Where is the sand? No sand. Where are the stars? No stars. Okay? Absolute barrenness. Fruitlessness. So what does a man of faith do? God has given me a promise. So if you are Isaac, and Galatians chapter 4 verse 28 will say that we, as Isaac was, are the children of the promise. That means we also have been given a promise. What is the promise that has been given to us, Baba? According to Galatians? The Spirit. Thank you. If I am the Isaac, and if I have been given the promise of the Spirit, and in fact God has given me the Spirit, he says, I have given you the spirit as the earnest of our inheritance has been given to us in all of us. In fact, if the earnest of the expectation is not there, then we are naturally, we are not the children of God. If the spirit of Christ, which is not in you, you are, do not belong to him, it says in Romans chapter 8. Right? Remember? If the spirit of Jesus, uh, spirit of Christ, would, I mean, spirit of God who raised him from the dead is not in you, you do not even belong to him. I mean, you do not even, you're not even God's child. So we are all God's children. We have been given the spirit of God as an earnest at least. And there is barrenness in our lives. Question number one, we need to ask ourselves from the life of Isaac, truth number one, we need to know, we need to learn, do we plead with God when we see no fruit in our lives? First, Lord, if I'm your son, like Galatians chapter 4 verse 28 says, well, if that's what you said, right? You said it. And I'm not saying I'm your son. I'm not having some emotional relationship with God. No. You see, even in the old covenant, the Jewish people were taught something. They said, even if you show emotion, show it methodically. I told you so many times, don't just emote without control. You should, there should be a method even to your emotion. Even when you lament, for example. I'll teach you how to lament. Methodically. So the acrostic has been given to them. Not acrostic, acrostic. 22 verses, 6 chapters of, 6 chapters or 5 chapters? 5. 5 chapters of lamentations. This is methodically lament. Oh, I want to lament more. Okay, I'll give you a third chapter. If you see, every chapter of lamentations has 66 verses, uh, 22 verses and chapter 3, from which we get this famous the mercies of God New are new every morning, we get from a lamentation, Baba. Okay, so lamentation. So, we need to ask God, Lord, if I am your son, or your daughter, children of promise, given the earnest of his expectation, the Holy Spirit, barren in my life, barrenness in my family in my ministry in my workplace barrenness entreating God see the man of faith entreats God nothing in our life can be accomplished without faith and what does one man of what does a man of faith do? He Praise. And that is one of the most difficult things to do, isn't it? To pray without ceasing. The promises and the purpose of God will not be accomplished in our lives without prayer. Okay. Just because God has promised, it's not going to be automatic. The spiritual man prays and seeks the face of God. That is a mark of faith importune faith. Lord, I am not able to overcome sin. I have been overcome by sin. But you promised, Lord. What did you promise? Sin shall not have dominion over my life. Is that a promise or a command? It's a promise. Sin shall not have dominion over your life because you are no longer under law but under grace. If, If that is the case, why is that sin is reigning in my life? Why is it that I'm not able to pray? Why is it I'm not able to seek your face? Why is there no faith in my life? Look at Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 onwards. Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 onwards. Then I proclaimed a fast. Look at this, okay? This is everybody. Look, you may pay attention to this, okay? Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava. That we might humble ourselves before our God. So fasting is to humble, not to boast. Okay, it's very interesting. I am fasting. That is boasting. Okay. Fasting is to humble. That's that's a straightforward explanation there, given given there. That is the reason why I humbled myself with fasting and prayer is what we've been taught over the years. I'm not going to go into the details. Okay. So we fasted and we humbled ourselves where? Not before man, before God. See, a lot of people act humble before man. And they are not humble before God. It is humility before God and not before man. We have to be upright before man. And humble before God. Okay. Understand that? Alright. Humble ourselves before our God. Seek what? From him the right way for us. And for our little ones. And all our possessions. And then what happened? For I was ashamed to request the king. And a squad of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. Because we had spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all those for for good who seek him. But his power and his heart is against those who forsake him. So he said, Our Lord is going to take care of us. And now, Lord, what's going on? And you know he seeks. And then you know what he says, verse 23. Look at this. So we fasted and entreated our Lord God for this. And he answered our prayer. Beautiful, isn't it? Entry. You see, this is what we need to add. ask God for this these days. No, lockdown has happened. Okay, Entry it. More time to entreat with God. More time to struggle in prayer. More time to stru- struggle in the Word and wrestle with the Scriptures. Don't don't just uh, what do you say? Uh, uh, major on the power of God. Major on the Scriptures and on the power of God for all of us. For all of us. Okay. Not that you will just be called to teach. I'm not. We need to know the scriptures for ourselves, Baba. Why do I not need to know the scriptures? I need to know the scriptures for myself, not to others. Not for the sake of others. Others is only an overflow of what God has done in my life. There is a work of God which is has to be done in me, and a work of God which has to be done through me. Both are important. Okay. The first truth. When I see barrenness, Lord, help me to cry out. Let me never be satisfied with. Whatever fruit that I may have. Okay, for example, Jesus says, right, if you are bearing fruit, what will I do? I will prune you so that uh, you may have much more fruit. So if you have come thus far, don't say, okay, fine, there is some fruit. Let me just relax. No, 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 no. Okay, the best, uh, sorry, the good is always the enemy of the best. Okay, the good is always the enemy of the best and the best is always in store. Okay, the best is yet to come. It's the, there's a, there's a final anointing which is coming. Boy, the latter rain, I don't think it has still come in its fullness. Do we want to be a part of that generation? Oh yes, I want to, my dear brothers and sisters. That is going to be exciting times. Okay. Alright, so he answered his prayer and therefore he entreated the God for his Lord for how many years? Twenty years? That's remarkable. Therefore, truth number two: we need to learn from Isaac. How do we handle delays from God? How do we handle delays? Go delays from God. There are sovereign acts of God which look like delays. Okay, they are they are not delays. They they look like delays. As far as our obedience is concerned, we should not delay. We should that should be immediate. But from God's side, if He has promised, it's never going to be instantaneous. Because he's working where? In us. And he's working in so many other people who are involved with that promise. Like for example, um, why did, uh, uh, Israel have to stay in the, in Egypt for 400 years? Because the iniquity of my head is not full. <laughs> you see? Uh, it's interesting. And after the iniquity of the were these were delayed. They were supposed to immediately go to the promised land and, and, and possess the promised land, these were delayed because of their disobedience. They did not enter into the rest because of their unbelief and because of their disobedience. Now, our obedience has to be, um, it has to be immediate, but we need to learn how to handle what? Delays from God. First the first delay in the in the bible do you know where the first delay in the bible is i mean we can we can uh, search for delays in the uh, in adam and eve story also but let me tell you the first delay in the bible delay of judgment how many years 120 years or actually 969 years you can say it says in first peter chapter sorry second peter chapter 3 second peter chapter 3 verse 3 to 7 Okay, knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts. Now, by the way, scoffers matlab, they don't, they, you, you, you think that the moment you think about a scoffer, you think of a, um, of a, a person who is not respectable in society. He may be a very respectable man. Honorable man in society, but definitely a scoffer. Why? Why is he a scoffer? Because he is walking according to his own lusts. Lust is against, in this particular case, desires. His own desires, okay? And what does he say? He doesn't say it out. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. So, for this day, what? Willfully forget that by the word of God, heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water, and in water by which the world then dead that then existed, perished, being flooded with water. And verse 7, the heavens and the earth, etc., etc. Uh, and verse 8, but beloved, do not forget this one thing. That one day is equal to thousand years, and thousand years is equal to one day. And verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. But is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. That everybody should come to repentance. That is the reason why it's delay. So there's a delay in judgment. That is the reason why it says in Ecclesiastes, because a sentence against judgment is not carried out immediately, men's heart is set towards evil. So first delay in the Bible is a delay of judgment. Judgment delayed is not judgment denied. Vindication delayed is not vindication denied. So how do you and I deal with judgment in our lives? First of all, we judge ourselves and judging others, we leave it because what does scripture say? Vengeance is mine. I will not, I will repay. So if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, cause him to drink so that by doing this, you would put coals of fire on his head. Okay, nice, that is the way we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we take, we take vengeance over, over, over our enemies by showing them good. He, that is exactly what he says in uh, Second Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, don't have to turn there. When Jesus was reviled, did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to the one who judges righteously. So if judgment, your judgment over your life, your vindication has been delayed, do not Do not think God is delaying. Okay, He's delaying because He is doing some something in our lives. So the delay of judgment. How do you handle that? Second, the delay of the promise. What is the second delay? Delay of the promise. God told Abraham in number uh, Genesis chapter fifteen. You know that that come here, see stars, etc. When he was seventy-five years old, I I believe I was seventy-plus years old. And by the time he was eighty-three, Madam Sarah says something very interesting. Genesis chapter sixteen. And verse 1. We know that. 1, 2, 2. Now Sarah. 1 and 2. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. Sarai said to Abraham, See, now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Who has restrained? Lord. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham healed the voice of Sarai. Very interesting. Abraham. It is not Abraham. It is Abraham, he did the voice of Sarai. Both are intellectuals here. They're still not spiritual beings. They're reasoning out. Okay. Lot of Abrams and Sarais in the kingdom of God. Okay. So Abraham will listen to Sarai. Okay. So be very careful whose voice you're listening to. Might seem very logical. Why? There was a delay of the promise. And you know the story. Okay. Delay of the promise. Now there is another delay I think which is so crucial for our generation. You also know the other delay. The delay of the promise also in uh, Joseph's life. Okay. Finally when he tells up the butler about the dreams, you know that for two years he has to wait. So there's a delay. Okay. We're not going to deal those delays. There is another delay. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 22, verse 1 onwards. 1. Okay, 1. Okay. Exodus chapter 32, sorry. Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 onwards. Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 onwards. Now when the people saw that Moses, ah, delayed. Kya Coming down from the mountain. You know, this is a very interesting word for delay here in the Hebrew. Delayed. Comes from the Hebrew word Bush. Bush means not Bush. Bush. Which means to be ashamed. You, It's interesting that it's mentioned about 39 or 40 times in the entire Bible. And the majority number of times it's rendered as ashamed or to be put to shame. And only once it has been rendered as what? Delay. Delay with spiritual leadership. Or impatience with spiritual leadership. This is the most important aspect. I'm telling you, this is such a powerful. I'm telling you, I'm, why I'm saying is that is very close to my heart. See, some of the things which I speak out, you know, from the conviction of my voice, how strong I feel it. Sometimes, some things come from my head, for sure. I can, I can honestly say that. Some things come from my guts. Because I know the importance of that. Look at what happened. Moses delayed. So, what do they want? They want a spiritual leadership which will cater to their needs immediately. Otherwise, they are, how come pastor doesn't take care of me? Okay. Or, If the leadership does not behave the way you want them to behave, they are also what? Ashamed. Ashamed. Why is there no immediate action in this place? What do we need? Scriptures give us two things. What do we need? Endurance and encouragement. Okay, Let me tell you, it's not easy to be with spiritual leaders one of the things that you will know when the leadership is spiritual they don't take actions immediately they wait because spiritual things come do not come easy there's a lot of waiting in the presence of god why is the word for such a long time okay why can't you give us uh, uh what do you Uh pointers, so that so many problems we have in our lives. See, the solution to your problems is not solution to your problems. It is God. You need to know God. When when you need to know, when you know God, whether problems are there or not, there you will not complain. The point is that no God, no peace. And no God, and no peace. K no w God, K N O W peace. Simple. So the whole idea is, delay in spiritual leadership and immediately make us a God, Aaron. So we will immediately have Aaron's who will succumb to the pressure in the people. They will never wait for the spiritual leaders, towards spiritual leadership. Because that is a lot of hard work. Hard work is not in terms of just studying. It is in waiting. You know, getting a word from heaven is not an easy thing. (laughs) To sit and study with the scriptures, it's a struggle. To know that this is what God wants us to speak. This is of the spirit and not of the flesh. This is of the spirit and not even of the intellect. Delayed. Don't be ashamed. One of the things, hallmarks of discipleship. You know what the hallmarks of discipleship is? Turn with me to Luke's gospel chapter 9. And if you have the KJV, it will be great. From verse 23 onwards. Luke's gospel chapter 9, verse 23 onwards. Look at what it says. And he said to them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever loses lose his life for my sake shall save it. Go on. For what is a what is a man advantaged if he gains the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be was twenty six. Look at this. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, you see, ashamed of me and my words, I will also be ashamed of him. Because this is a slow, long, drawn out process. What we call as a long obedience in a single direction and therefore what we ca- we have a bunch of hymns in the in the in the salt in the Psalter the biblical Psalter i mean okay you know what they are called song of ascents thank you if you want to ascend with god ascents it is just not ascent Ascents, it starts with 120 and goes on till I think 133, 135 or something. Yeah, 135, 136. It's a song of ascents. Song of degrees. You know what degrees are, right? When you go on the highway, they will tell you 5 degrees gradient. 2 degrees gradient. Or if you are going on a mountain way, 25 degrees gradient. By the time you reach onto the mountain, there so many degrees you have to pass. That is the reason why graduating, you graduate with a with a degree. You got a degree. Oh, degree means he has ascended to that point in his life. At, at least as far as his, uh, education is concerned, not intellect. Education is concerned. Okay. We also sing some song of, how do you get degrees? Easily one day? One day you got your PhD? How did you get your doctorate? Uh, becoming ambiguous one day, one day, one fine day, you just said, "Okay, today I'm become a doctor." You got it. No, there was a bunch of things you did against the nature, which said, "You know what? No, 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 no. This is too difficult." In order to reach to that position, what we call as you sang a lot of song of degrees, song of essence. Yatra kirtanalu. It's what is what it says in Shir lema aloth uh, in 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 uh, Hebrew. Aloth means degrees, ascents. You see, therefore, this is not easy. <laughs> so this guy has gone top. I mean, sorry, Moses has gone on top of this mountain. We don't know what has happened to them. You are ashamed of this guy now because he has delayed. He has not catered to your needs first. Delay in spiritual leadership. That is the reason, why, you know what Paul tells Timothy? If you don't want to become like Aaron, you need to know what you need to do. We know this, we, we know this verse very well, but look at a very interesting, uh, precursor to that verse. I mean, precursor meaning in the verse itself there's a precursor. <clears throat> First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. Look at how it, the whole sentence construction is done. If I delay, you're in, uh, KJV. Please go back to NKJV. If I am delayed, you see that? What should I do? I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and bulwark of truth. So I am, most probably will be delayed. Delayed in spiritual leadership. That's exactly what happened to Saul. Delay in spiritual leadership. Turn to 1 Samuel chapter 13, please. Look at what he says. First Samuel, chapter 13. And uh, actually you can read verse 13, but. <clears throat> ah, verse 13, is it there? So verse 13. 13, I think so. Yeah, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, Yeah, verse 12. Then I said, the Philistines will now come down to me in Gilgal and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore, I have felt compelled and offered a burnt offering, and Saul said, you have done foolishly. Previous was, previous verse actually. Was eight actually, was eight, thirteen eight. Okay. Then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal. And the people, you see, people were scattering. So Saul said, Bring a burnt offering and peace offerings here to me and he offered. Delay. Delay in spiritual leadership. Delay. Delay. Meaning, what is this? Don't pressurize or rather what what What? i'll say this no it says in um, in uh, what kind of a behavior we need to have he says those who rule over you let them be counted worthy of double honor why because they watch over your souls as those who have to give an account so so don't grieve them for that will not be profitable to you okay now let me not just say that is i'm telling turning from memory turn to hebrews chapter 13 okay show you that verse hebrews chapter 13 hebrews chapter 13 okay <clears throat> verse uh, <clears throat> 17 onwards yeah, 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch over your souls as they that must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be what? Unprofitable for you. Don't jump to conclusions. You know, we have so many hoppers from one place to the other. No. A delay in spiritual leadership. Very, very important to, to understand that. Next, next delay. The delay of, very some, some interesting delay over here. Turn to Matthew chapter 24. Let's read from verse 44. We know this very well. This is pure teaching, okay? Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Be ready. How should you be ready? In what you should be ready? What should What should your attitude be? Who then is a faithful servant and a wise servant? Both things. Okay, A faithful servant and a wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master when he comes will find so doing. But look at the next verse. Assuredly I said to you that you will uh, make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says, where? In his heart. My master is delaying his coming. Ah. That means you slacken off. It's it's very interesting, right? I've seen that most of the time. Whenever you postpone exams, you don't do better. You're all laughing. It is a fact. Whenever exams are postponed, ah, now I can study this, ah, really, immediately YouTube will start. Whenever exams are postponed, 99.99% of the time, the performance will be worse than if the exams would have been conducted at the appropriate time. I have observed this. Why the tendency of the flesh to slacken off and take it easy? Okay. Now well, think about this. Think about this. Now I was, I was asking this question to myself, okay? I wake up virtually every day, average between 3.30 to 4.30, mein <laughs> get getting up time. The, the, the spectrum. Sometimes earlier. Okay, earlier 2.30, 2, 3 o'clock, depending upon the tension in my mind. Okay. <laughs> depending upon that. Okay. The thing is this. There is a requirement. Now, once this lockdown is over, I was asking myself, what will happen to me? And it scared me, you know. I will Relax. Thought I'll just go on a vacation. I'll take my family out. I'm not saying that you should not spend time with your family. No, 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 I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about delay. You know what? What is that? It is a test of our faithfulness and of our, whatever, our spiritual fervor. Whether we, will it slacken off or will we, whether we'll go with more force? You know, in the first century church, Lived their lives in the light of Christ's first, second return. They never slackened off. Even if Christ did not come during their time, they still were absolutely fervent in their spirit. The fervor in their spirit never stopped. They were absolutely on fire for God. They never allowed delay tactics. Okay. God is, sometimes delays us to see what is in there in our heart. See, okay. Think about it, no. I'm telling you, a guy who's ready for an exam will hate delay. Yeah, I'm telling you honestly. I'm. This is a fact of the matter. Okay. We. When I, I think I wrote MCA in 1997, 1990. I just forget the year. Okay. 1997 whereabouts. The first exam got cancelled. For some reason, some some leak happened or something. And the postponement happened. By I think one month or some two months. And you know, between that time, so many people slackened off and they wrote their exam the next time. The ranks went crazy only. They were supposed to be higher, top rankers and the ranks went crazy. Be careful with delay. God has delayed, don't slacken off. Okay. Don't slacken off. Don't slacken. off. Oh Lord, grant us grace to that, and we pray. Amen. Grant us grace to that, we'll be absolutely on fire every day for lives. So that means atante, we, we, we should not be like a bush. It's go over. Lockdown is over. Fire is gone. We should be like that. That thing, no, like a cigar. I'm just giving an example. Okay, just 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 an example, guys. I, just a slow little burn continuously, consistently. So that is the first thing. The test of faithfulness when we are delayed. Second, when God, Jesus is delayed. Another delay. Luke's Gospel, chapter 25. No, no, Matthew, chapter 25. Matthew, chapter 25. There's no Luke's Gospel, 25. You're searching for it and then you are failed in the exam. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Matthew, chapter 25. Look at what it says. And verse 1 onwards. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to the ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And then what happened? Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who are foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. And then, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, but while the bridegroom was delayed. Yes. Adi Point. See as faithful and wise servant. Okay. Here, wise virgin. That is talking about our work ethic. This is talking about purity. And in order to have our lamps continuously burning, what we need is oil, anointing oil, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because it is by the washing of water by the word that we are constantly being prepared to be a, ver- a virgin ready for our master so what does it say in hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 and 25 23 to 25 hmm? what does it say you should be knowing this by this by the, by 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 now let us what hold fast ante udloddu danni don't lose on the grip Okay. Let us hold fast the confession of our, of our hope without wavering and I will use the word swerving for he whose promise is faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up to love and good works not look at that not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some but exhorting one another as much the more as you see the day approaching. You see the day approaching? So gather together more for the ministry of the word, to study of the word. Why should we study the word? Why should we study the word and why should we come to the ministry of the word more often? Galatians chapter 3 verses 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. You know this very well. I keep coming back to this over and over and over again, but it's okay. Let us go it, uh, let us look at it in the, in the, in the context of today's study. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Corinthians were seduced. Galatians were bewitched. Okay. So be careful with the seductive spirit and be careful with the bewitching spirit. Okay. (laughs) Very careful. (laughs) Which is more dangerous? Ah. Bewitching is dangerous. Okay. Very subtle. Oh foolish Galatians who has bewitched you... on, before whose very eyes uh, Christ Jesus was clearly portrayed as crucified. Look at this, next verse. This only I want to learn. Did you receive the, what? Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing which comes from faith. What is anointing? Y- 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 Pastor was talking about something very interesting, right? He said the Ark of the Covenant had three things. What was the three things he had? It had the covenant, the tables of the covenant. It had the Golden pot full of manna, which never got bad, and then they had the errands raw which budded. Now, the, the 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 statute for the manna was: every day you ca, you collect a, as much as you require, eat it for the day, don't leave it for the next day. Hmm. Okay. If you leave it for the next day, it will sting. That means it will not be fresh. Except. On the sixth day, what should you do on the sixth day? You should collect more, double, which is sufficient to you, for you for the sixth day, as well as on the seventh day. No, that means if you, that means what we are supposed to do. Now we are, we are entering into God's says in seventh year. Seventh year is coming. Six thousand years of 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 church history is, is getting over. Of man's history is getting over. And what is what are we entering ourselves into? So how much more we should we collect of the manna? Double. Understand that. Not just single. Double. Double of the manna. That is the reason why two and a half hours in the morning, two and a half hours in the evening. Double. (laughs) Okay. Think about it. Think about that. Think about that. So, are you so... And verse 5. Verse 5. He who supplies the spirit and works miracles... How does he do it? By works of the law or by the hearing from faith. You see that? Faith. Hearing. That is the reason why don't be drunk with wine. What does wine cause you to do? Slumber. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. How do you fill with the Holy Spirit? Gathering together as often as you can and listening to the word of God by faith so that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and then you keep on asking. More, more of the Spirit. Amen. Alright. So then you have the delay of the bridegroom, which is essentially whether you will endure in purity till the end. So that you will, will you have the sufficient resources of the Holy Spirit in your life. So that you will endure to the end. So delay. Delays in God. So the first truth we learn from Isaac is he entreated God in prayer. Second, he understood God's Delays. Okay? Do you understand everybody? Third. Like, because we like Isaac are the children of the promise. So, we should also understand God's delays. It's very interesting that Abraham failed in delays, but Isaac did not. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. So that he did not, we have a, we have a type in Isaac as to how to handle God's delays. If God has started something and if if he has promised you something, don't give up my dear brothers and sisters. Hold on to it and say, Lord, what are you teaching me during this time of waiting? Okay. In this way, just because you're waiting, it doesn't mean that you're not growing. Okay. It's like, no, the kingdom of God is like a guy who sows a seed and he goes to sleep. And suddenly he gets up in the morning and then suddenly there's sprout which is going on. And I said, how did it grow? It grows, it grows. And growth is organic. You may not be able to observe it. People who are close to you may not be able to observe it. But you know what? Ask somebody who has seen you, let's say, t- 10 years ago and who has seen you now. And you just talk to them. They will definitely, I'm telling you, 100% sure. Guarantee. 100% guarantee. Dabba laga diya quality That They will say, you know what? You have grown. You are not the same guy that I met so many years back. There is something about you. Okay. So, there is a sovereign God who is working through the delays quote-unquote, so that he's working his character inside of you. So submit to that character. Don't be frustrated with the delays in spiritual leadership. Don't be frustrated in the delays in your faithfulness, in your work. And don't be frustrated in in your delays in being virgins for God. You see, protect and guard your purity. How long, Lord, should I guard your purity? Baba, is purity such a burden for you? Then you shouldn't... (laughs) <laughs> then you are not the virgin. I don't think you are the virgin of God. I mean, you are not the bride of Christ. Anyway, so let's go back now to Genesis chapter 25. Let's read from verse, uh, 21 onwards. Now Isaac pleaded with Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord granted his plea and Rebecca his wife finally conceived. Kya And then? But the children struggled together within her and she said, if all is well, why am I like this? What a question to ask. Second question (laughs) to ask is, if all is well, why am I like this? Okay. If all is well, why am I like this? Something is going on. Of course. Uh, spiritual, she's conceived, a uh, sangharsh is going on deep down inside. <clears throat> the flesh and the spirit. It's a, it's a symbol, okay. The, uh, Esau stands for the man of the flesh, and uh, Jacob stands for the man of the spirit in some crude, uh, crude ways, not exactly maybe, but, uh, you, until Jacob becomes Israel, you'll still do not call the man of the flesh, you know, man of the spirit, right? Okay, but, uh, ha- regardless, there is a sangharsh which is going on, and she says, what is the struggle, Baba? Okay, if all is well, why am i like this what a question to ask no can you put it in uh, different uh, renderings please if you first look at it in nasb just 22 in nasb esv and niv and nlt also all four so we'll get up where are days uh, 22 22 25 22 25 22 in different translations first you, you, uh, nasb this is nasb if it is if it is so why then am i this way okay if it is so, why am I this way? Next verse. Next, NIV. Why is this happening to me? <laughs> I like this. <laughs> and then another, another one. If this, if it is thus, why is this happening to me? This is NLT? <laughs> ESV. Fine, just show me NLT finally. What is this happening to me, Baba? Okay, so many renderings. If all is well, why this way? Very, 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 very important question to ask. Okay, think about it, no? A lot of people will say, no? Outside, outside, outwardly they will say, all is going well with you. Ah, really? If all is well, is what you say, and if you, you ask your question, Really? If all is well, what is going on inside? Hmm. <laughs> Why this struggle? Question is, who is winning the struggle? We will come to that later on. Okay? Very important question to ask. If all is well, what is going on with my life? So the thing is, who asks these questions? Let me show you the first person who asked this question outside the story of Rebecca. Do you know who that person is? Judges chapter 5, verse 11 onwards. Now the angel of the Lord. Look at this. Look at what it says, the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord, verse 11. Judges chapter 5, verse 11 onwards. 11 onwards. 6, 6. Sorry. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebin tree which is in Ophrah and which belonged to Joash the Abiezrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor." and he says, oh Lord, if the Lord is with us, what is going on? What is going on in my life? If the Lord is with me, why so much of strife? Median means strife.
1: If the Lord is with
0: me, why there is no satisfaction? If the Lord is with me, why all these things are happening to me? And he says, why, if the Lord is with me, why, what has happened here to us? Where is all his miracles which our fathers told us saying, did not the Lord bring us up from the, from Egypt? This is a very important question to ask. You know, did not Paul say, if God be for us, who can be against us? The question you need to ask, Lord, if God is for me, and if, if, if it is, if, and you, you said that, who, who can be against me? Why am I going through what am I going? Why is my attitude stinking? Why is there no submission to your will? Why is there so much of fruitlessness around? Why? Why, Lord? Why do I seem to be getting defeated in the same area over and over again? Why? If the Lord is with me. If the Lord is with me, Lord. If, if the Lord is with me, why, why are there no openings in Hyderabad? <laughs> Question. I used to ask myself. If I am the child of God, why this? Why that? Why this? Lord, what is going on? Very important. See, both husband and wife, both have asked this question. Isaac also asked, Lord, if the promise is, why is my wife barren? And the other, she goes, the moment the struggle starts, she says, what if all is well, why is she, why is this going on with my life? The question is, look at whom does Gideon point this question to? To the angel of the Lord. Let me tell you something. That is the reason. Whenever you have that question, don't discuss with anybody else other than god and godly people okay let me give you an example okay second kings chapter 4 let's read from verse 18 onwards <laughs> who is this baba the child grew anybody Okay, this is Elisha and the Shunammite woman. Okay, the Shunammite woman is uh, is treating Elisha very well. So Elisha one day says, "What can I do for you?" Shunammite woman says, "I don't need anything. I dwell with my people. I don't need anything." And uh, Gehazi says, uh, "She has no child. Husband is old." By this time next year, you will have a child. And she says, "Okay, don't don't don't, don't do this to me, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But anyway, she conceives and she has a child. And verse 18, the child grew. Now it happened one of the days that he went to his father, in verse 18, to the reapers. It's interesting. He went to the reapers. We can study this, okay? There's one lesson over here. Okay, one fantastic lesson. But we will not go into the details of that. And because I'm just going to get at one point. Get to at one point. Get to one point. Verse 19. And he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to his servant, Carry Master. him to his mother. I like that. I, fathers can't handle. <laughs> It's true with me too. Jesse, please can you handle? <laughs> okay, it's, it's, a, it's a sad state of affairs. It says about Abraham, he will command his children. Okay. My head, my head. Sorry, I can't handle this. He's getting my head. Okay. okay. So whatever, huh? So when when he when he had when he had taken when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then he died. Look at this now. She went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. Then what happens? Look at this. Then she called to her husband. And she said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it is well. No discussions with husband. No discussions with husband. Sometimes you may be going through such a tremendous physic spiritual problem and the people closest to you may not be as mature in the spiritual in spirit as you want them to be and you start discussing the problem with them, you know what they are going to do, they are going to pull you down. I'll tell you, this is a truth that I have learned the hard way. Then you are going, whatever situation that you are going through, why you ask and plead from the men who are more spiritual than other people around you. Not with flesh and blood. That is the reason why Paul says, when I received a revelation, I did not confer with flesh and blood. And people may not understand. Why are you not discussing your problems with me? All is well. All is well. Why don't I know anything that is going on in your life? All is well. All is well. All is well. So when, see that that, that that principle is this. When Gideon was asked, if all is well, Lord, whom did he ask to? Did he say, uh, I heard the angel of the Lord telling me, all is well with us. Uh, did he go to his father and say, uh, see, no! Why? Then the very next time he has to go and break down the altar of his father. The altar of Baal. No discussions with flesh and blood. Very important question to ask. But know whom to discuss with this with. So whom did Rebecca, whom does Rebecca go to? It's very interesting, it doesn't even go to her husband. It goes directly to God. I like that. You know, something every wife has to have a secret closet of prayer. And she should have from Rebecca's Thing I am telling you from, she should know, have this relationship with God. Both husband has to have a relationship with God. Wife has to have a relationship with God. Teaching part, you should leave to the husband. Let him wash you. But praying part, have a relationship with God. So what does that mean? What is it? What is it? all it is well he doesn't even say anything you know i learned this so many years back i think exactly i can tell you how many years back i learned this about 13 years back i learned this this particular idea this concept of of not discussing your spiritual problems with somebody who's not as strong in the spirit as you we are not judging those people but we know whom to talk to who will Exhort us, who has the discernment to give us problems, to, to give us spiritual solutions to our problems. Some people will just aggravate the whole situation. And before you know it, it's a mess. It is well. No discussions with the husband. Next. It's progressive. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, "Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I say it." And she departed. It's not easy, okay, on a donkey. She's running. That fellow's running now. And she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to the servant, uh, to his servant Gehazi, "Look, the Shunammite woman. Hmm? Okay, next. Please run now to meet her and say to her." Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, It is well to whom? To Ghazi. You know what? She knows who this fellow is. A compromised son of God. Uh, 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 sorry, a servant of God. Compromised. Know who is a compromised servant of God. An uncompromised servant of God. Know it. You know how you'll know it? By observing and walking with them. You can't just observe from a distance. And she knows it. She knows Ghazi. I mean, can you imagine the discernment of this shinomat woman? By this time, I don't think Ghazi fell fell away. This fellow is given given over to. He she says, you oh know, everything okay, all is well. I will not discuss with you. I will discuss with your master. It's like this, you know. If I go to ministry and say, uh, Madam, uh, everything okay? Ah, uh, everything okay. I will not discuss with you. I will discuss with master. It's like that. It's an indictment on Ghazi. It is well. And then, look at this now. Huh? Now when she came to the man of God, the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But look at the man of God. But the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So, look at that, the discernment of this man of God. And you know the story. Where does she go to? She goes to the feet of the man of God who has a relationship, an in. Intimate relationship with God will be able to discern the situations. Not with flesh. Not with compromised leadership or even intellectual leadership. There are so many people who are gazes or only intellectuals. They don't have spiritual discernment at all. And there are are dozens and dozens of such people. You see, there are so many people who are compromised, prosperity preachers. There are a bunch and bunch and tons and tons of intellectual preachers and very few spiritual preachers. You know that? It's very few. Very few. I'm not saying that their teachings are all bad. No, they're fantastic. They're stimulating. They, 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 they feed your soul, so to speak. But are they strengthening your spirit? I doubt. So do they have the most holy place experience? Or is it still in the holy place? That is the point. It is. Well, second question she asks, you need to ask yourself is, if, first, how to deal with delay. Second is, if all is well, why am I like this? And what what does she do? She goes to God and she asks this question. Then, comes the answer. Let's go to Genesis chapter 25 now. That verse from 23 now. 23, 25, 23. Look at the answer that Jesus gives. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb, two people shall be separated from your body, one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall be, older shall serve the younger. Four things she says. First truth, truth number one, two, two, not two fetuses. Very important truth. I think it's a, it's, a, if, if you, if you've seen the movie Schindler's List, okay, um, uh, Schindler is like finally, he's, he's leaving Germany, okay, and he's crying and he's weeping, I could have saved a lot of people, I could have saved a lot of people, I could have saved a lot of people and Ben Kingsley comes to him and he says, he who serves, saves one man has saved an entire nation. That is what he says. Our rabbis tell us that he who has saved one man has saved the entire nation. But think about it. How many nations have been destroyed in wombs of mothers these days? Think about it. You see, an entire line of Abel was was killed when Abel was killed. That is the reason why God takes murder very, very seriously. Because the entire line has been destroyed. It's not two na- fetuses or not even two children. Two nations. That's remarkable. Okay, that is physical question is, do we have a spiritual womb like this? Where we have people who will be birthed, who will be fathers to the nations. Food for thought. Second, two nations will be in your womb and two people shall be separated. Okay. Separation will happen. You see, one of the most important resurrection messages I have learned in my life. If Genesis 1-1 is talking about the resurrection where the first, the second creation was resurrected after the first creation was messed up. Okay, it says, no, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void, empty and vanity is emptiness all around. Okay, shunya shunyamuga, Shunyam is empty, it's vacuum. And the spirit of the Lord was hovering around the waters and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the Lord saw that the light was good. And then what did he do? Ah, he separated the light from the darkness, the evening and the morning, day one. See, in other words, the entire power of resurrection has not been completed unless there is what? Separation. Separation. So first... There are two nations. Two peoples will be separated from the body. Who are these peoples, Baba? Obviously, it is the flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit have to be separated. First thing. Okay. Second thing. Third thing. Third thing. One people shall be stronger than the other. The answer is which one? Huh? Question? If one people is stronger from the other, that is say, does it say uh, the older will be stronger than the younger or the younger will be stronger than the older? Excuse me? No. Nothing of that detail is given. Okay. Fourth, it says that the older will serve the younger. That is the, that is the fourth thing. But it does not say uh, the older will be weaker than the younger or the Younger will be stronger than the older. Nothing of that distinction has been made. It says one will be stronger than the other. What does it tell me? There is a flesh and there is a spirit. Which is strong? What is being fed that day, that is strong. So every day, (laughs) one is stronger than the other. Either your flesh is strong. Or your spirit is strong. If you have fasted, then your spirit is strong. Otherwise, you have eaten like crazy, flesh is strong. <laughs> okay. You are laughing. But these are spiritual truths. Baba, I am telling you honestly. Experience of the lifetime. This is something which I am which this is experiential knowledge i cannot i'm not giving you some Gan session or out of uh, out, 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 not an out-of-body experience for sure in-body experience only it is a fact okay you humble yourself with fasting and prayer you will see which is strong and you start crucifying your flesh every day that is the reason why it says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 to 19 and Romans chapter 8, 16, so 16 to 19, Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 to 19. 16, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit lusts against the flesh. It never said one is stronger than the other. You have to decide which one to make it strong, which one to be, to be made strong. Okay, that decision, it is not by dice. It is by choice. Let us roll the dice. Today flesh will be strong. No, 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 no. That option is not even there, Baba. It is a choice. Another choice. C-H-O-I-X in uh, French. (laughs) Okay, I think so. If I'm wrong, please correct me, okay? No problem. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, that you do not do the things that you wish. Which is strong in this case? The flesh is strong. And the next verse. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. You know, I think Warren V.S.B., I was reading his commentary in the morning. He says, the flesh knows no law. The spirit needs no law. I like that. The flesh knows no law. It doesn't matter how many laws you put, you put, put, put against it, it will become stronger and stronger by the law, by degrees. That's what it says. When the law said, thou shalt not covet, <laughs> every kind of a covetous desire was produced inside, inside of me. So the flesh knows no law. The spirit needs no law. What are you? Do you need a law? Or do you know Nila law? You know why? That's what I'm saying. No, this is important. What does a fleshly, what, what does a spiritual man do? He's prepared under every circumstance. Delayed or not delayed. He's always a virgin. Okay. Flesh knows no law. Spirit needs no law. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 to 10. Look at what it says. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds. You see, there's a mindset. <clears throat> oh, yeah, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, what? For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how do you know that you have uh, a spiritual mind? if there is peace okay you are you are at peace yourself because the carnal mind is enmity against god it is not subject to the law of god and indeed it cannot be that is the reason why uh, flesh knows no law so then those who are living according to the flesh cannot please God. So what do you need, my dear brothers and sisters, in these last days, you need a soldier mindset. What did I say? Soldier mindset. What is a soldier mindset? We need to please God. So what does the soldier do? Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You therefore must end your hardship as a uh, 2 and 3 rather, actually, 2 and 3, if I'm right. 2-3 onwards therefore you must end your hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then let's go on. Verse 4. No no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Who enlisted as a soldier? Not Pastor James. God. So ultimate aim is to please him and those who live according to the flesh cannot please God. You, that is the first thing they will talk, teach you in the army, you know. They will teach you to obey orders. And literally your flesh has to completely die. You will be given equipment, everything. But unless and until you are given orders, not even a single bullet should be fired from your gun. You have to give an account of the number of bullets also, if I am right. Ha, Bullets also every, every day I believe you have to go back and empty the magazine and say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 bullets. Okay. You didn't get orders to shoot, you didn't shoot. Very good. If you're a trigger happy soldier, you're not a soldier. There's stupid movies, movies are made. But those are movies. Kala. Uh, we, we have a, we have what we call as a kindred spirit here. <laughs> okay. Mm. See, you, you understand, you, you understand what I'm talking about. You need to have a mindset of the spirit. A mindset, not an attitude. A mindset. it means a mind which is set on the things of the spirit. And that this over a period of time, sit and sit and sit and sit and sit for 30 years. And one day, this man is not going to be stopped anymore. Who's that? Jesus. Nobody can stop him. Led by the Spirit continuously. So, first thing he says, is two nations. Second is that there should be a separation. Okay. That is the reason why he says, what has got light to do with darkness? Okay. Christ with Belial. Think about that. Third one. One will be stronger than the, and the other. So you have to decide which one. Okay. It is not automatic. So I think it was, uh, what's the name? Ironside, right? Ironside's uh, famous, famous, uh, uh uh what is that? Example is that there was a, there were two, uh, a guy had two dogs, a dog trainer, a black dog and a white dog. Okay. He used to take these two dogs to the market and people would bet on it. One day the black dog would win, the other day the white dog would win. And this guy who's the owner would always win the bet. Okay. And a few other people also. So, if people would used to, then the betting was always. Then one guy came and said, uh, "How do you know which wins all the time?" You know what is it? Today I starved the white dog. Therefore, is weak. I know the black dog will win. The next day he starves the black dog and feeds the white dog. White dog will win. Similarly with our lives. Whatever you feed, that will win. If you feed the flesh. <laughs> That is the reason why God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that also will he reap. If you sow in the flesh, you will reap of the flesh corruption. That is every everything according to its seed. And if you sow in the spirit of the spirit, eternal life. Okay, so that is, I leave you with that thought. Finally, fourth thing. The younger should rule the older or the flesh, uh, sorry, the spirit has to rule over the flesh. Okay, we know that. We understand all these things. In other words, the man of the spirit has to overcome the man of the flesh. And all of us, we have it. Jacob I love, Esau I have hated. And look at how it comes in the next verse, verse 24 onwards. Genesis 25, verse 24 onwards. So when her days were fulfilled to give her, to, uh, fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in the womb and the first came out red. Okay. And he was like a hairy garment all over and he called him Esau. Means hairy. Okay. And the next verse. And afterward his his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Yaakov, which means supplanter. And Isaac was 60 years old when she bore him. We know the detail. Now the boys are growing. Boys are growing. Jacob was, I told you, no, Jacob was this guy who was so competitive he never wanted to come second. He said even if he comes equal, it's okay. Both of us will share gold medal. But has it ever happened that way in the history of Olympics? I don't know. Maybe there was a there was sometimes some teams which maybe have much have shared uh pretty rarely. I don't know. Some sport I think there is Only gold and silver I'm not, I I, I can't remember this. Let's forget it, forget it, okay? So the boy's groom, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man. Can you just put 27? Only? Let's keep that there. Skillful hunter was Jacob. Sorry, of uh, was uh Esau. And uh, he was skillful. Other translations will use the word cunning. Okay, KJV. A man of the field, of the outside. He was a he was he was always interested in going out. Jacob was a what man? Plain man. Other translations, mild man. Dwelling in tents. Now I'll give you an exercise. Assignment, okay? Quiz for the day, all of you. We will try to understand what it means to be a mild man, a plain man. We will try to see what the word plain means. We will look at different, different verses in the Bible and you guess me, you guess what is the word plain. First, Job 1-1. Okay. Read. Let's read it. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and the man was blameless and upright, and the one who feared God and shunned evil. Can you tell me which word was is rendered for "plain"? Blameless. Okay. KJV. Can you use KJV? Don't know. I mean? Okay. Was perfect. Okay. Next. One eight. And the Lord said, said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth, a uh, perfect man and upright man, and the one who feareth and who feareth God and escheweth evil. Can you tell me what is the word for uh plain or mild? Perfect. Okay. So it's two or two verses, two words. So one word is mild, plain, perfect. Okay. Next verse. Psalm 37, verse 37. 37, 37. Mark the Blameless man and observe the upright for the future of that man is peace. Now tell me which word is for upright. You're here in this case upright, okay? And blameless too, okay? Finally. Song of songs, chapter 5 verse 2. I sleep but my heart is awake. It is a voice of my beloved. He knocks saying, open to me my sister, my love, my dove, my... Perfect one. You have the NKJV here? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, KJV. I want KJV. Okay. okay. My sister, my dove, my undefiled. Okay, fantastic. That is the word for mild. And another word, 6-1 again. 6-1, yeah. 6-1. Whither is thy beloved gone, O the fairest among women? Whither is thy beloved turned 6-11, uh, if I am right? Or 5-6, not 6-1, 5 six. chapter 5, verse 6. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and I was gone. My soul failed, I think 6-11, just see 6 11, if I am right. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, fine, this is the same, same word for. It. So you have plain, okay, plain, mild, perfect, undefiled, Blameless. Comes from the Hebrew word, Tamam. That's the same word used. And what was Jacob? A perfect man. Oh no, that is interesting. That is very interesting. Why does scripture call him perfect man? Any ideas? Think about that. This is such an important truth. No, we know for sure, Jacob was still not a perfect man. <laughs> okay, we see the study, We study the history of Jacob, the story of Jacob and say, okay, this guy, a perfect man and G- scripture calls him complete. Actually, the word is complete man. He is the complete man. He was the orig- original Raymond's uh, uh, model. Okay, the complete man, Raymond's. Why is he a complete man? Very important question. Why is he a complete man? Let's go back now to Genesis Chapter 25 and verse 27. The boys grew. Jacob was skillful. I'm sorry. Esau was skillful. Jacob was perfect. What do you choose? Skillfulness or perfectness? Ah, no, 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 no. Don't say that so easily. Talent or attitude. point is, how did this guy become a perfect man? Exactly. What was happening when he was dwelling in tents? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9. Yes, that's the point here. Okay, let me tell you. What? what let me explain this to you. Once I have finished this. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Esau is there. Where is Esau, Baba. Oh, no, 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 it's not there, it's not there. He's not there. The heirs with him of the same promise for he waited for the city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So Abraham was dwelling with whom? With Isaac and Jacob. So what is the career path that you choose? is very important. Who's your predecessor? Now, for example, when you're growing up, okay, There will be one guy in your family who is well settled. Career-wise successfully. What will you say? I want to become like him. Basically, for for example, I wanted to become a marine engineer. Why? We will travel all around the world and you can make sacks. Okay, that was my attitude. Basically, that was the benchmark, bottom line. Okay? wanted to be a mariner, then once, once I went into the ship, I started puking. I said, this is not for me. And my parents also said, no. You're not going to go thank God for whatever decisions that they've made. But I had a predecessor. Now, point is, who is this man's predecessor, resource predecessor? Anybody knows? Genesis chapter 10 verse 8. Push begot Nimrod, eight onwards, okay. And he began to be a mighty one on earth. And go on. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, therefore it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. So who was Esau's predecessor? Ah. See, when you're choosing career paths also, (laughs) whom do you choose? Do you choose paths which will help you grow spiritually? or worldly it does not mean that you are not that, that you are that you are absolutely perfect that's it that you don't make any mistakes no 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 he was why, why why does scripture call jacob a complete man over here because he was faithful to the light that was available to him what was the light that was available to him abraham was what was the light available to him isaac so he said you know what I want to stay as close to these two people because I know they have a history with God. God looks at that and says, you know what? Jacob, you are a... What man? Perfect man. Scripture renders it as mild, plain. I don't know why. Every other place except here, it has been rendered as what? Undefiled? Blameless. Perfect. Why is he, why is he a perfect man? He did not choose a path which will take away, take him away and make him not enjoy spiritual things. His appetite for spiritual things will not go off. That is the reason he kept himself from the influences of the world so that his appetite for spiritual things will not go. And that is the reason why God calls him what? Perfect man. Is he following in the ways of God? Not necessarily. But does he love God? Oh yeah, absolutely. Does he love the things of God? Absolutely. Is he there anywhere where where God wants him to be? No, for sure not. But what? He's faithful to the light that God has given him. This is the thing that I tell everywhere I go. If you're a student, you should be faithful to the light that God has given you. What, what is the faithful to the light that God has given you? Honor your father and mother in your home. Obey your parents in your home. Second, study hard. Do whatever you do. Whatever your hands find to do, do. You see, I am telling you something. There is always worth in work. Work does not make you worthy. Don't misunderstand me. But there is worth in work. Am I right? You enjoy it? Just accomplish a troubleshooting. Doesn't not does it not give, give you satisfaction? Sami? Oh, yes, it gives you satisfaction. There's a worth, accomplishment, a sense of accomplishment. It's, it, there is worth. Okay, so. This is this is this is very important. To the light, you have to be faithful to the light that God has given you. If you are a student, be faithful. If you are an employee, be faithful in your company. Don't just spiritualize the whole thing. I have seen so many people spiritualizing, so-called spiritualizing. To to, if you want to be a spiritual worker, be honest and a hardworking worker, and don't steal time from your company. That is being spiritual. Okay. You understand that? In fact, you should work more, more than what is required. You, I remember when I was in Republic, one, one one semester we had like uh, 250 students. So generally they'll give us two teachers, one who's experienced in that and one who's still a rookie, who's still learning. I told him, I told my boss, I said, give me the whole course. I don't want anybody's help. I'll do it. Eight classes a week. Six class, four, four four labs, assignments. It's a breeze. No problem. No problem. See, faithful to the light that God has given you. That is a perfect man. That is a complete man. There is a man who is there, and he is chosen to be close to the people who will influence him spiritually. It may not be that he is a Sinless man? No, he is not for sure. By no stretch of the imagination, I'm coming to any conclusion. But you know what Scripture says? He is a perfect man, simply because he's chosen a trajectory which will set him on the life to spiritual success. And you know why? Now, no wonder God says, right? Jacob, I loved. He saw I had hated. This guy is not interested in spiritual things at all. And in fact, he stays as far from spiritual things as possible. No, given a choice. Where would you rather be? That is the reason why God tells this man is a man after my own heart. Why, why, what did David say? It is better to be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to be dwelling in the tents of wickedness. One day in your presence is equal to thousands elsewhere. You know something, Sundar Krishna gave a fantastic understanding of this particular verse. You know what he said? You spend time in the presence of God. God will give you whatever time He is able to give you in that work work area. No matter how much work is there, you'll be able to finish all those tasks because you spend time with God. Okay. God is able to give all grace to you in order to finish the tasks that that you have, that that He has uh, entrusted into your hands for that particular day. You get it, my dear brothers? So, Genesis chapter 25 and verse 27, the boys grew. And even as they grow, they are making decisions. One is a skillful hunter, a man of the field. And one is a perfect man dwelling in tents. Isn't it interesting that the world calls those who go out and accomplish as perfect men and those who dwell dwell in tents, so to speak, as, hey, what are you doing, Ray? Do something with your life. Do something with your life. Let's go back now. 25, 28. Isaac loved. Why? The very reason is given. Isaac loved Eka be- because he ate of his game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. No reason is given. I, I think I can, I can, I can tell the reason. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebecca loved Jacob because she heard from God. About the destiny of these two children. Whether that is right or not is not what I'm, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, look at this guy, Isaac. Because he ate of his game. 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 3. Actually 2 and 3. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2 and three. 3. 3, 3, verse 2 and 3. Men will be lovers of themselves. Perilous times will come, right? Perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without without self-control. You know what? Without self-control, you know there's a there's a word in Telugu. Ajitendridu. Adahandaniku. Jitendra. Ante, ante. The guy who has control over his senses is called Jitendra. You know, there's a famous actor in Bollywood called Jitendra. What does Jitendra mean? He's not Indra who won. Jitendra means the guy who has control over his senses. Indra never had any control over his senses, by the way. We know it. We know the story from... <laughs> okay, Indra had... The, the equivalent to Indra is Zeus. Okay, he also had never control and no control over his senses, okay. Both had no control. So Jitendra means a person who is able to control his senses. And Ajitendra means a person who has no control over his senses and this is exactly what has become to a spiritual man called Isaac. And now his senses is actually controlling his affections. My goodness! You know what? Whenever senses control affections, ikabod. Ikabod, my dear brothers. What did I say? Whenever senses control affections, ikabod. That's exactly what happened to Hephaestus and Phineas, given over to sensual pleasures and lusts, right in the middle of the temple. They wanted the best. They wanted the best for themselves. And they messed up. You know what happens? When the Ark of the Covenant is stolen, she's, Hophni's or Phineas's wife is, is giving birth to somebody and she says, the glory of God is departed. You know, simply because a man is given over to senses. And if your senses control your affections, For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Telugu is fantastic. Shakti Indriya Nigraha mugala Atma Indriya Nigrahin Chukone Shakti The power to control your senses. Okay, when you, that's a remarkable thing of a man who has understood the scriptures and the power of God. He's able to exercise tremendous self-control over his life. There is zeal, but zeal under control. But off zeal of God. Isaac loved Esau. Because he ate of his game. <sighs> last, last truth for the day and we will we'll finish for the day. Genesis chapter 25. And let's read verse 20, uh, 29 onwards. Now Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me the same red stew. <laughs> Look at that now. Now his name changes. Therefore, his name is called Edom. What does Edom mean? I, I told you already. The man who is in Adam. Adam. Edom, Edom means Adam. It comes from the same word. Adam. A man in Adam. Look at what he says in the next verse. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as it is this day. You know what? Jacob had only one thought in his mind. Birthright, 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 birthright. Question, I want to leave with you today. What occupies your thoughts? I found that verse, by the way, finally. Go to ESV, Acts chapter 18, verse 5. 4 and 5. Acts chapter 18, verse 4 and 5. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and the Greeks. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word. Testifying to the Jews that Christ was Jesus. He was occupied with the word. So let these 20, 21 days, whatever left uh, number of days we have left before the next uh, lockdown is announced. (laughs) Let us be. Occupied with the word. Let us be occupied with the word. Okay. Occupied. Let's go to KJV now. Let's read Luke's gospel chapter 19 verse 13. And we will stop. And 19 verse 13. 19, 13. And he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said to them, Occupy. Till I come. Okay. Let us be, let us be occupied with the word. In other words, let us have a spiritual occupation. Okay. There were so many Esau's who were men of the field. But thanks to the lockdown, they have made been made men of the tents. But let your mind not wander like Esau on stews but on the food of the word of God. Okay. So let us occupy ourselves till he comes. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We give you glory. We thank you, Father, for speaking to us once again, enabling us to study and learn so many truths in your word. I pray, Father, that you continue to minister to us in your word, even as we study and meditate one day at a time. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, Amen.